You're listening to The Dollop on the All Things Comedy Network. This is an American History podcast where each week I, David Anthony, read a story from American history to me, amigo. Uh, Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. Uh, by the way, New York Times number one uh, podcast, The Dollop. So uh, if anyone's... On- Susie, uh... No, no, no. No, no, no. There'll <laughs> oh, be no gonna, caveating. Uh, there'll be no caveating. It is the uh, number one podcast in the country. Thank you, Susie. With a bullet. Uh, I'm just going to say thank you to a random Susie, though. No, that was very nice. I don't know if uh, she's listening, but we thank she's you. She's listening. Yeah. Um, we are going to be on tour very soon, uh, starting on October 19th in Columbus. Susie Nakamura is the name. October. So thank you. Yes. October. And Susie, if you'd like to join us for any of these shows, tickets on us. <laughs> uh, we'll be in uh, Pittsburgh. I you can't look at those. Those are the names of the shows that were. Uh, those are the subjects. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to retain it. <laughs> uh, uh, Pittsburgh, October 20th. Cleveland, October 21st. Grand Rapids, October 27th. Royal Oak, October 28th. Nashville, November 3rd. Louisville, number f- November 4th. St. Louis, November 5th. Indianapolis, November 6th. Kansas City, November 8th. Year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Did Wait, I do that? what about Columbus, Ohio? Did you say that? That's that October first. 19th. Oh, okay. All Columbus, right. October okay. 19th. Okay. All right. There you go. Um, and you don't have any dates because you're off the uh, road. Dates for the rest of the year are none. And called it, quote, his jam pad. Jam pad? I'm the fucking hippo guy! Dave, okay. My name's Gary. <laughs> My name's Gary. Wait. Is it for fun? And this is not going to become the Tiggly Podcast. Okay. This is like anarchy! On a five-part coefficient. <laughs> room, now hit him with the puppy. You both present sick arguments. <laughs> no sleep tell hippo! No sleep tell hippo! Action part. Hi, Gary. No. Nicely done, my friend. No. No. <laughs> Rhoda. Rhoda in the court. The dollop is brought to you in part by Squarespace. Squarespace, of course, domains, websites, online stores, marketing tools, analytics, all in one. Very convenient, very easy to use. I started working with Squarespace a decade ago or something crazy. I was first attracted to Squarespace because uh, very clean templates, very nice Easy to use. I have a I have a dumb brain when it comes to stuff like working with websites and Squarespace makes everything so simple. They got 24-7 customer service support and they got everything you need. They got the e-commerce with online stores. You can sell products. You can do gift cards. You can sell digital products. You can do subscription products, sales, analytics, extent. They got it all. They got everything you'd need. Gareth has his web page with Squarespace. I have my web page with Squarespace. And, of course, we have the dollarpodcast.com where you can get all your tour information and your ticket links. And then we have our sources page with Squarespace. So we're all in. 110% Squarespace. And like I said, all of the templates look awesome. Uh, You can go in and mess around with them, see if that's what you want to do, see if what you're looking for works, and then you can sign up. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to go to squarespace.com slash dollop for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch... Use offer code DOLLOP to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We are also brought to you in part by Mizzen and Maine, 
Who likes an uncomfortable uh, dress shirt? Who likes something that's like rubbing up against your neck and making you feel weird? Probably someone, but that guy's weird. I don't like him. He's a bad person. Good people like me enjoy a nice, comfortable dress shirt. I had no idea that dress shirts could be as comfortable as a Mizzen and Main dress shirt. It's really ridiculous how comfortable they are. I mean, the first thing you do when you go to buy a shirt is like you feel it. And you're like, oh, this is cool. It's like sandpaper. I don't want this. But these Mizzen and Main shirts, it's, uh, I had no idea this was possible. So you got to check out Mizzen and Main. They are the inventors of the performance fabric dress shirt. There's nothing worse than being uncomfortable. I absolutely hate it. Uh, Mizzen and Main also agrees. They think you should not be uncomfortable. And that's why they've made the most lightweight, breathable, moisture-wicking dress shirt. You heard me. Moisture-wicking dress shirt. So you can run an Iron Man and then be ready for dinner. No one's going to do that. And also, the shirts are warm in the winter. They are cool in the summer. Look, I'm saying, I'm pretty sure if you give Mizzen and Maine a try, you're never going to go back to the, the old normal dress shirts, the old normal men's clothing you were wearing. And I can tell you Mizzen and Maine's dress shirts are actually the best dress shirts I have ever put on. I, the fabric is amazing. We are going to be using them on our tours. It's the perfect shirt. Why do I say that? Because they're machine washable. Oh, oh, sweet. Yes. That means you don't have to go the expensive way over there to the dry cleaner and go out of your You just throw it in the wash. You're good to go. Great for touring for us. Makes everything super easy. So if you do wear dress shirts and you're not wearing Mizzen and Maine, well, <laughs> you're, you're really blowing it. Uh, I'm, I'm upset with you. I have a bunch of Mizzen and Maine shirts now. Uh, it's my go-to dress shirt. I'm not going to put anything else on for a dress shirt because they're just so comfortable. It's awesome. Look, so if you want the best damn dress shirts money can buy, check out Mizzen and Main right now. If you go to MizzenandMain.com and use promo code DOLLOP, you're going to get $25 off any regular price order of $130 or more, plus free shipping on orders of $100 and more, and free returns. That's $25 off when you go to M-I-Z-Z-E-N-A-N-D-M-A-I-N. Dot com and use our promo code DOLLOP. September 12th, 1850. I can see it. You're can I read Lord ahead? Jesus Christ. Should I read ahead? We're in the same room. Fuck. Oh, okay. All right. September 12th, 1850. Albert <laughs> Einstein. Goodwill Spalding. Goodwill. Okay. His middle name was Goodwill. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I got nothing. Parents named... Named him Goodwill. Uh-huh. He had hand-me-downs. He was born in Byron, Illinois. A uh, very well-off family. Okay. But then his dad died when he was eight. Sure. As. Is must. A must. As was legal back then. Yeah, as had to happen. All right. Well, your boy's eight. Goodbye. I have to die now. I think I'll get syphilis cancer? I, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe I'll just have a fall. I, whoops, <laughs> I hit a cannonball. Maybe Hurt my leg and die from it. it. Oh, I cut my <laughs> finger and died from infections. Whoops. Well, this isn't going great. Uh, so things went downhill after Pops died. Sure. And then when Albert was 12, his mom sent him to live with relatives in Rockford because it was more of a boom town. He could get a better education there. Right. Um, he didn't like it. He was miserable away from his family. Sure. Loves his mommy. Okay, I get it. He's the favorite boy. Yep. But he did find something that he did really enjoy. Here, this is, 
For those first-time listeners, this is where things are probably going to escalate. Baseball! Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, he found baseball. It became his salvation. And uh, he's, he's very tall and skinny. Sure. But uh, a very good pitcher. Okay. Uh, and this is when pitchers threw underhanded. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Right. Much different. Wow, look at him. He really has got some mustard on that. Look at that thing go at 50 miles an hour. Wowie, wowie. Now, when you would do that, would you do a couple wind-ups? Yeah, they did the, you they would. Did the same thing. That, Does that uh, do anything? I mean, I yeah, I mean... Windmilling? Women, women softball throwers, you know, they get Yeah, but are they doing a multiple? They do a, I don't know if they do a multiple. They do I one. don't think they do. I think they do one. Yeah, I think he yeah. does do one. Okay, that's that was my question. Yeah, they did like nine windmills. That's what, I, to me, I'm like, buddy, you're going to throw your shoulder out. Um, so there's two two teams in Rockford. There's uh, a young, amateurish team, and then there's the older, more experienced guys. Are those team. the names of them? No, I don't know the names. They don't matter. Come on, youngish guy team. Young fellas team, an old man team. Uh, so he was a pitcher on the young guys team. Okay. And they played the old guys team one day. Wow. And Albert completely dominated them, and then they quickly signed him. Who, the, the old, old team? Yeah, he dominated all the But old, the old the guy players. team, you mean, is They're more of the professional They're professionals. Team. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, well, he, don't, don't correct me. That's what you just said. So it's your fault. I did not make a... It's also a comedy podcast. Well, you're the facts man. Setting them up and missing them. <laughs> Throw underhanded next time. Well, I set you up with an old man voice moment. Oh, oh, I get it. You're Albert. just going to pimp me into these things and think that oh, I'll do them. This is the most pimpiest pimp show of all time. I'm pimping oh. you out. All right, boys, when it's, we get out there. No, it's still it's time. There's it's, time. It's One thing I don't have is time, I well, guess. I, well, we could go out there and try, but. I, I don't feel anything. Oh, then that's how I feel or don't. Mm. My extremities are numb. <laughs> Oh, dear. Sure. Yeah, I get that. Oh, oh, oh so tired <laughs> of <laughs> sports. The old man, Oh, he does that a lot. Oh, I'm in, <laughs> in constant pain. <laughs> it seems, is that what it oh, is? breathing, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh-huh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, so he's on the adult team in December. The <laughs> name of this team is... <laughs> I d- Old the team man team, matter. professional team, adult shitty, it's, team. It's just some little local team. <laughs> All right, like okay, it. okay. Dave with three beverages. 1866, P.T. Barnum comes to town. Oh, God. Paul Thomas. <laughs> uh, and he to give a lecture, not as a circus. Here's thing. how to be the worst person that oh. we have in society. The lecture is called The Art of Money Getting. The Art of Money Getting. <laughs> so first of all, you're going to have to hurt a lot of people. Get yourself a small, weird human and put them on a stage. Find yourself uh, someone who would have an abnormality that probably needs nurturing and care, and then expose that and highlight it for money. Put a giant animal in your basement. That's the way to do it. Hang elephants. (laughs) It's so... Albert was exposed to PT's uh, money-making ideas. It was airborne. Uh, According to... Author Mark Lancaster in the book Spalding's World Tour, quote, Spalding would follow Barnum's plan for the accumulation of wealth with almost eerie precision. And, and it really must have just been like, uh, do anything to get everything. Yeah, basically. Right. Oh, that's you. Don't uh, worry, it's just water, buddy. As a career, he chose baseball, a profession that suited his temperament and for which he was supposedly... Which he was supremely qualified, but that was then considered inappropriate for a boy from a family of good standing. 
So playing baseball was frowned upon. Yeah, frowned upon. Uh, you know, so he, but he was right for it. But also, he had that "how do I make money" thing. Like most of the ball players, like right. how do I play ball? And he was like, "How, how do, do I, I make get some scratch right, out right, of this shit?" Right. He's like Corbin Burnson in Major League. By the way, those of you who are just listening, you should know that Dave and I are filming on one camera, which we always put on Patreon, and because it's one camera, we are inches away from each other's faces. So. That's how this is going. <laughs> the Nationals are one of the best teams in America at the time, and they go on a tour to beat every team in the West. They go on a tour. That's like what they're doing. Yeah, they're, they're, in they're DC calling and their they're shot. Like, this is the West tour where we kick every Western team's ass. <laughs> okay. West is every team west of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Wow, so that's a lot of teams. Yeah. Well, not then. There was like nobody, there were no teams past like. I always really Illinois. I mean, okay. there's not that. <laughs> okay. I always, I never know when these states happen. Yeah, you don't know. It's been a big problem on the show. I mean, there's no teams in Denver. There's no teams in San Francisco. There's, yeah. So, um, not yet. So they go to Rockford as a, like a warm up game to play the big Chicago team. Right. And the team Albert's, that's balding, that Albert's on. Yeah. And Albert's right. pitching and they win. Okay. They beat the Nationals and everyone in baseball is totally shocked. Well, the tour's off. That's it. Fuck the West. Oh, damn it. Uh, his performance gets him signed by the big Chicago team. Okay. The Excelsiors. Wow. <laughs> we are ready. <laughs> well, Albert, we're going to say goodbye to you now. Okay. Oh. oh. And we are ready to greet you over here as the Excelsiors. God, I hate baseball. Oh, you're going, to miss, you're going to miss us, aren't you? No. We don't have much time as a squad. What did you say? Oh. Yeah, that's right. Join the Excelsiors. We are ready for you, Albert. Oh, we're dying over <laughs> here now. That's, yeah. Oh, most of us are. Oh. Um, oh. So the Excelsiors don't pay him. Cool. Instead, <laughs> sign this. Instead, they get him a job at a grocery store. That so, what did he really listen to PT Barnum? <laughs> but it doesn't involve any work, and he gets forty dollars a week. Uh, I mean, honestly, like you know, uh, uh, what your accountants invented. <laughs> so we're not going to pay you, but you could go to a grocery store and not work, and they'll give you forty dollars. Pretty good. Well, there's new, there's brand new uh, baseball association laws. Right. So you can't pay and a one player. Is the, yeah. So to get around, it's very how, mobby. To get around how pay work, that's how they did it. Yo, look, we're gonna sign you, but uh, unfortunately, we can't pay you. What we can do is get you an internship at a grocery store. They'll give you forty bucks a week. You like tomatoes? Uh, not particularly. Well, you're gonna be with them. All right. Baseball kid. <laughs> Hit aisle five. Put the cans up. <laughs> Albert, we need you to get clean up aisle five. Ah, uh, no, I actually won't do that. Um, no, I'm... No, there's uh, been a spill, so we need you to... Uh, no, I am a baseball... Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> back off. He ain't cleaning none, okay? Hey, you don't do shit. That's He's a baseball boy. player. Don't touch the hand! Yeah. Oh, could someone help? You're not supposed to be here. Could someone reach the oats? <laughs> what the fuck? The oats are so high. They're on the second shelf. I can't get all the way up there in my condition. They're down by your hips. Oh. <laughs> so Al- Albert would later say, I was not able to understand how it could be right to pay an actor, a singer, or an instrumentalist for entertaining the public, but wrong to pay, pay a ball player for doing the exact same thing. Yeah, makes sense. 
so one game in with the Excelsiors, uh-huh. and the grocer declared bankruptcy, and he was off the team. What? What do you mean? <laughs> what the? What, none of that. Like, I if you're the Excelsiors, <laughs> wouldn't you be like, all right, we're gonna get you another job to cover? Instead, that was he's the like, only. I got no money. Sorry, kid, that was the only grocery store in, uh, in, uh, in all the Chicago. Well, you know how it works. If your front job stops, then you're retired. That's why we lost 42 players this year. <laughs> what an insane turn of events. <laughs> uh, the first game. Oh, you're yeah. going to work for this grocer. By the way, I'm out. I got nothing. <laughs> We're done. We are in the red. Uh, all right, that's your career done. That's it for you, kid. So he goes back to Rockford, the Cincinnati Red Stockings. Well, well, well. At the time. Look who comes crawling back. I'm going to play on the younger team. Well, oh, oh, well, well, well. No, what are you doing? I don't know. <laughs> so the Cincinnati Red Stockings are a big, huge national sensation at this time. Sure. Uh, 1869, they wore risque uniforms. What does that mean? That Guys, means, cut those nipples out. That means... Buttocks exposed. Their pants stopped at the knee. That's right, everybody. Show those ankles off. We, we got off a game and a game. A tight sock over a calf. Oh. And that brought out women to see them play. Wow. Uh, <laughs> my wife, my dirty, dirty wife. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Can you oh, imagine? Oh, God. I mean, what America would it take to just mess. What would it take to hard earn or moisten back then? It would just be like, you could just see a little leg and you'd be like, my God. Oh. That's like how dogs see sex with humans. <laughs> uh, so the Red Stockings are very good. They went on a 24-game win streak. Well, because the other team was like, my God, I can't look at those. I, I can't take my... <laughs> Eyeballs off them calves. Look at those calves. Sorry, I'm hard all the time. I can't hit. All right, boys. <laughs> We're all hard. We're going to start hitting with our cocks. Uh, so then they lost the 25th game, and then uh, up until then, they were just like a national story, and okay. then everyone just stopped going to games. <laughs> oh, There's a lot of weird endings so far. <laughs> so the owner moves the team to Boston, uh-huh. and he moves the team to Boston. He Red wants Sox. a hot new pitcher, so he signs Albert Spaulding. Okay. Uh, 2500 per year. All right. The highest paid player on the best team in the country. Wow. Okay. Are we still doing this sort of uh, risque leg stuff? I don't know. Probably. Yeah, okay. I would imagine. Okay. Um, a league of 10 teams now formed. So this is the first time they would have, like, a champion and all that stuff. Okay. Albert now wins 157 games in five years. He's wow. the fucking shit. But other teams aren't so good, so attendance just falls uh, because Albert's team is just crushing all the other teams. Okay. Games are canceled. Teams are folding. Okay. Players were just switching teams all the time. Okay. Is that, okay. Because yeah, there was no... They'd just be like, I don't want to do this. I'm on their team now. <laughs> Throwing games became common uh, for you know well to make some for money. every pi- for pitchers every game's a throwing game. Uh, it was nicknamed hippodroming when mm-hmm. you threw a game. Sure, and uh, no, I don't know. Okay, <laughs> just wanted to. I don't know. Gareth Reynolds follow up times. Uh, oh, nothing. Okay, no, nothing. All right, good stuff. Uh, also, the players drank like fish, like they were just drinking. Fools. Right. So in 1875, Albert. Leaves Boston for the Chicago White Stockings. Well, I assume more White Sox. Right. So this is when we called Sox Stockings? That's correct. Was that the regular everyone I would be like? I believe so. Okay. Weird that we... Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's just strange. Well, you can bring it back. <laughs> Do you have any clean stockings? <laughs> uh, so the owner of Chicago was a William Hubert. He was a big uh, coal baron. Sure. Albert negotiated a two thousand a year salary and twenty five percent of team profits. Mm, okay, so he's getting a little back end. Yeah, and uh, also to be the team manager. Okay. <laughs> okay. That Hubert goes for it because he wants to be involved, but not that involved. So it's like a good deal. Yeah, for him, he's like, like right? yeah. yeah, and he really likes Albert. He like kind of is going to take him under his wing as far as like a businessman type sure situation. Um. So at this time, the, a new league was created, the National League. And Albert would always take credit for forming the National League, but he did not. Albert was a liar. He liked to lie. Well, he liked P.T. Barnum. So yeah. he's, it's not that, a liar. Yeah. He's a showman. He's a showman. Um, he did, however, see a market, and he started a baseball sports company. Okay. Which became A.J. Spaulding and Brothers, because he wow. had his, his oh, brother Spaulding. invested. Wow, oh, Spaulding. Yeah, it's Spaulding. Hey, hey. hey, still around. Oh, this is where, this is we, where the comments come. We take... Uh, How did you not know it was going to be Spaulding the whole time, dumbass? Yeah, well, 15 minutes in, fuck off. Um, using his inside position, right, he gets sweet contracts. Sure. Like, so he's like, we should use these. Yeah. And, and, he, and he's like, yeah, we should. And he'd get, like, fr- the first National League official baseball right. and stuff like that. So, um, And then he started buying up smaller sporting goods companies and pretty soon has Monopoly. I was just going to say. Sounds like... Uh, uh, he became an empire. He, Albert, was a baron like uh, George Pullman. He was the Philip baseball Armour. baron. Yeah. Yeah, he was a huge... The equipment baron. Really fast. He had a ton of money. So in 1874, a Bos- the Boston manager, of uh, who was an English guy, uh, set up a baseball tour of England. That's he right. Like, We're going to be touring around. Yeah, let's show the people what I'm doing. That's right. If nobody knows baseball better than I That's do. Right. That's what we're after then. Cheerio. Yeah. Well, no, he's not leaving. Oh, Hello, governor. No, 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 no. Get him out of here. Toss him. I've done it. No. Oh, gosh. Stop talking. People done a request. What does that even mean? I've done it. Where's... Oh, God, it's horrible. Moment of silence for the queen. What are you talking about? She's alive. Pre- What's that? What year? I was sure. What year you think this is, mate? What? Other years? What? I'm a time traveler. I will take me with you. Oh, fuck me. Oh. Goodbye, Governor. No. Uh, Albert would later take credit for the tour of England, even though it wasn't his idea. Okay. But- <laughs> But he was like the lead guy sent over to make contacts with cricket clubs and places to play and set sure. things up. Uh, but the tour is a total bust. Like, nobody gives a shit. It's baseball in England. They're right. Like, no, nah, I don't know. Right. So in 1878, uh, Albert um, retired as a player. At what year? 1878? 1878. Okay. Now he is... So he's 28, right? Ish. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, he retired early. He, he It was too hard to... Well, he was born in fifty. Yeah. So, yeah, he's 28. So, so he, um, but he's, but it's mainly because he now has all the. Well, yeah, he's like, it's too hard spalling. to run a business and be a baseball player. Right. So, but he's still the team. He was at this point, he's the team president of the Chicago club. Okay. And then Hubert dies in 1882 and Albert takes over the team. Okay. And he has a new ballpark built. Okay. Which he had a private box in, and he had a phone in the box so he could call the clubhouse whenever he wanted. Hmm. So he's starting to, he's the luxury box. 
He also had a giant Chinese gong that he would hit if he didn't like how the players were playing. All right. So I could tell you were excited to get to the next point. Okay. So he not only did he invent the luxury box sporting equipment, but he created the gong show. Mm-hmm. So he would hit a Why don't gong. we have that now? I completely Why? agree. I completely Like you're you playing know, baseball and Oh, damn it. I'm out, Skip. <laughs> but you look up and it's like, did the Foo Fighters just hit a gong? Dude. Like it's all the celebrities. Oh my lord! Wait, like you're saying anyone could do it? Yeah, just have it in Dave the Dave Grohl's drunk. <laughs> Someone <laughs> fell into it. Sorry, you're out. You know the rules. Yeah, I think more gongs in just society in general yeah. for wanting something yeah, different is absolutely. a good idea. Yeah, you know, just... you're a little off camera. Oh, uh... um, so you should have just hit the gong. So uh, Adrian Anson is uh, the manager of Chicago. Okay, he's also the game's best hitter. He's a manager player. Sure. Um, yeah, terrible temper. Uh huh. Fans would come to see him hit and also flip out. Okay, sure. Uh, so the team becomes a dynasty. They win five straight titles. Now baseball at this point is huge. Okay, but Albert wants more. Sure. And he decides, let's go worldwide. Okay, right. <laughs> okay. And he says he's going to do a tour. He picks Australia and other islandy places. Well, I mean, we know from the team, the Perth Pilots, that Correct. this probably does pretty well. Very well. Yeah. The Melbourne Agains, pretty good. You can giggle. Can I? Yeah. The airlines, <laughs> safe space. <laughs> so, Spalding lets. Anson invest. He keeps pushing him. He's like, I want to invest in the tour. Okay. 3750 uh, out of the total 12000 it would cost. So he does like a quarter. Okay. But then at the same time, Spalding tells a writer that it was going to lose money, but he just saw it as a way to expand his sporting goods business. Okay. But what are you really... It's strange to be like, look, baseball, the game will fail over there, but I can sell my baseballs. Well... It's also a sporting goods business, so he it can, can be do other, other. He could do. He could sell cricket bats cricket, and shit. Yeah, right. How was um, that? Hmm? 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 Meat pies. Ah. The tour uh, was going to be two teams playing each other. So his Chicago White Stockings, and then a team of like All Star Americans, the All American team that he would pick a bunch of guys. Okay. Now at this point, Chicago's over their dynasty. They're not as good. Albert had just sold his best player. Uh-oh. Maybe the best player in baseball. I know it's coming. Uh, the guy's name was King Kelly, and he sold him for 10000 to Boston. Okay. But Kelly got a salary bump from Boston, but Chicago fans are furious. Okay. You know, do it. Their best player is gone, and also they consider it labor exploitation. Chicago is very, at this time, a lot of socialism, a lot of anarchism. <laughs> um, so stupid. <laughs> so... Poor player treatment had just led to the ball players forming a union. Oh, dear. The There's brother. that word again. Here we go. The I was thinking the other day about when those people walked out of our show for talking about unions yeah. Yeah. Look in a glowing way. Just not a baby move at all. <laughs> when I hear the word union, then I think, and I hear people saying they're good. I'm leaving <laughs> a show. Leave. I paid for this, but <laughs> I'm out. They laughed. Who the fuck comes to our show and thinks we don't like unions? But who? I, this is what I don't understand. We live in a world now where opinions are so, like, there's so many. You're going to disagree with some shit people say. Especially unions. 
minions. I mean, I know that one is crazy, but it's just like what leaving. Yeah. <laughs> leaving. That's it. Harumph. Yeah. <laughs> there was a group of them. Yeah. And in many ways, they were on the same page. And they formed together to decide to leave at the yeah. same time. Sacramento. Kind of a union-y move. Union-y move. Um, so the union is called the Brotherhood of American Baseball Players, BP. We'll call it BP. Mm-hmm. Um, the president was John Ward. Sure. Who had written an article called, The Baseball Player is a Chattel. And Albert uh, was happily being the villain. And John Ward said, we're basically wage slaves. Like, they own us. Okay. Uh, but Albert's like, great, I'll be the... I'll be the villain, and sure. I get the publicity. Right. Uh, you know, P.T. Barnum, whatever publicity you can get. It's right. all good. Awesome. What a good legacy. So a month before the tour, three players were arrested for flirting with a married woman. Oh, God. Imagine. How do you even determine that? Oh. Oh. Well, her house was out past center field, and so she would gather there with her friends to watch games. And these three players would wave handkerchiefs at her and her friends. And that was, and, and you got arrested. Fans noticed. What? Not only did fans notice, but uh, the next door neighbor noticed, who uh. was it? Pinkerton. Oh, my God. I've been doing investigating. <laughs> I know. What a, just be at home. Uh, so he went and told the husband, and the husband was pissed, and he threatened to thump the Pinkerton. Well, so wait, he was going to thump the Pinkerton? Yeah, he was mad that the Pinkerton said that. But about I'm the mad. I, I mean, I agree with his move for sure. My wife is accepting flirtations. Yeah. Fuck you. Well, what do you mean, fuck me? I'm the one who just told you. I'm going to butt you, <laughs> Pinky. <laughs> so everyone, all of them got arrested. So the the, the Pinkerton, the Pinkerton, the, <laughs> the husband, and the three players. Wow. Okay. And but, the women, nothing. No, they no, because they were just women. Yes, they were watching. Um, Boy, a handkerchief wave getting you. What are you in for? I will wave handkerchiefs. I don't want to be in a cell with these lunatics. I almost fucked her. (laughs) (laughs) You've seen it. I pulled out my hanky. Uh, (laughs) Uh, But the players are like, we respect her. That didn't happen. And the judge let them off. Okay. Um, But Albert was like, I want moral players on my tour. I don't want No more kerchief waving. No more trying to hanky panky. Oh, that oh, is Hanky fuck. Pinky. Is that where that came well, from? It might be. Oh, history, you little wow, magic Wow, you beast. are a vixen. <laughs> you naughty little one. Hey, well, I invented it. Yeah, fuck. Oh. I'm sure someone will let us know that's not correct. Yeah, but let us think it is. <laughs> when, didn't you hear the joy we just had? Let us have it. Uh, so the idea is they're going to get, the players are going to get $50 a week. Okay. Uh, first class travel, and Albert's like... First class travel? What is first class travel, then? Well, it's... Yeah, it can be <laughs> You get to be up front in the wagon. <laughs> You're not, you don't have to n- sit next to the shit bucket. Yeah, you, yeah, you don't have to empty the horse crap. <laughs> uh, so, Albert looks at it as like a paid vacation. Okay. Like to him. Um, and he gets Union President John Ward to join the tour. Okay. Ward's wife designed the uniforms. Okay. Cream white with blue trim and an American flag around the waist that cinched at the hip. Weird. So you've got a flag belt? Baseball. Right? Yeah. Okay. So you kind of just have like flaggy a player, hips. A player called it exceedingly pretty. Wow. This is, is a not very, a compliment. <laughs> it's, it's, a strange, it's strange what's happening. Yeah. We still love the flag. I just, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Cinching the waist with the flag. It's not a good look for baseball. I like it. 
Albert also hired Professor Bartholomew. That's who right. Was a one-eyed aerialist. Yes, that's right. It's not been easy, to be honest with you. Um, are you sure we're going the right way? I don't I'm, know. I have right. no depth perception. Yeah, no, I was going to say that's a big issue. Yeah. For uh, aerialists. Don't throw the ball at me! I didn't, nobody has, oh, I don't even fuck. think I have a ball. I was so scared. Yeah, there's not I even a ball right now. I have no depth perception. Yes, no, you mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I've chosen a uh, acrobatic a, a air bad, Yeah, it's a bad move, yeah. I think. I, I, yeah. Maybe it's time to move into a different no. line of work or something like that. I put everything into it. Okay. it's just. I didn't realize uh, I didn't have depth perception when I started the business. There's also, the plane's missing a wing. Yeah. Have you been able to... Nope. Okay. Yeah. So, um, all right. Well, uh, I only need half a windshield. Yeah. No, that's the upside. We're saving a lot of money on the windshields yeah. for sure. But in a way, that doesn't make any sense. I couldn't hear you. I blinked. Wait, that doesn't add up. I don't know. Oh, my God. Hit the gong. We need a new one. <laughs> um, so, what he would do is he would do a trapeze act from a hot air balloon what? and then parachute to the ground. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, baseball? What is going... And what, what is his association well, with baseball? he has no association with baseball, but it's another attraction that uh, can get people out so to the park. So like, they're like, well, what, you don't just want people to start watching a game, do you? Yeah. We need an opening <laughs> act. So we got this one-eyed balloon trapeziest. <laughs> so um, the tour was going to go west to San Francisco and then set up to Australia... Okay. Um, everybody's excited about it. There's a huge parade in Chicago as they leave. Sure, of course. Yeah. People line the streets. Yeah. Then they get to Minneapolis, another huge parade. Sure. Uh, they're, they're, they're a big deal because there's no pro baseball east of the Mississippi at all. So okay. now wherever they go, it's like, holy shit, there's professional baseball players. Right, here. look at them. In Omaha, they meet up with Clarence Duvall. Okay. Now, Clarence... Duval is a very small black guy. Okay. Uh, under five feet tall. He'd been the White Stockings mascot for a while. I don't want to know more. Now, mascots at this time are usually uh, children. Okay. Entertainers or what were considered freaks. <laughs> Great. So, okay. <laughs> and players only wanted them around as good luck charms. That seemed okay. I can only imagine the hell this role was. So teams would keep mascots until they started losing, and then they'd fire them. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, boys, we did everything we could, but this fucking child ruined everything. Get the dwarf out of here! The what? team is losing! What did I do? You little son of a bitch! What are you talking about? You ruined baseball! You couldn't hit! Oh. Oh. It was none of your hit. And whose fault was that, little person? I don't think... You! Ah, oh, man. We used to hit till you were around. All right, boys, I got a good feeling. We signed a new mascot. Time to start winning every game again. <laughs> so the New York Giants had a Broadway star, but <laughs> after some losses, they replaced him with a homeless 14-year-old. What yeah. is happening? They were into signing street urchins. Wow. A Broadway star. I've done nothing wrong. Get, oh, Get this is my replacement. Um, so the White Stockings had the first time found Duval in Philadelphia after firing their boy mascot. Okay. Who I assume Are was you just stuck in Philadelphia. <laughs> I assume because there's no people. Well, I guess I just got to <laughs> figure out a life now. I live here now. This is it. 
Cool city. Now, Duval kind of fit the model because he's under- how does that happen? Do you apply or does the does the coach just out and about and he's like, That's yeah, he's out and about. I- well, like like the fourteen year old uh, homeless kid was at the games that they had won, so they were like, "That's our new mascot." I just it's so crazy to think. <laughs> Like, I mean, I know our beliefs in medicine were insane mm-hmm. and everything was crazy and stupid, mm-hmm. unlike now, but yeah. it is still crazy to think that a manager thought like that. Look, we're not going to make any off-season moves again because we got a new mascot. <laughs> it's all about this one role. And then why would you just be, f- when, I would find like a wizard. I'd be like, look, yeah, we yeah. got a wizard. Yeah, wizard, hobbit. We got a wizard. Yeah. I'm with you on the way. Well, Merlin, this is pretty tough, <laughs> but you got to... What do you mean? I've done everything I could. Well, we're going with a goblin. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. This is awkward. <laughs> this goblin. Oh. I they're pretty good. Oh. People like to hit when a goblin's around. Maybe I could just have one more game. And no, whoa. no. Three. Exasperate. No. Three-game losing streak. Uh, we can't have any more wizards. Ah. Uh, oh, just. Whiz over. Uh, was just. We've taken such a hit. Whiz out. Oh, I hate this part a lot. Wizened. All right. Bye. <laughs> I'm going to leave. Just use the restroom. Take a whiz. Whizzed. Leaving. Mm. Um, so they find Duval. Uh, Duval under five feet tall, yep. black, so not normal. Like that's an oddity. Okay, in a baseball, awesome time. Um, he sang, he danced, he was really good with a baton. Sure. Anson put him in a blue suit with brass buttons. Sure. Okay. But in New York, uh, when they when the team went to New York to play, Duval quit and joined a theater company. Nice. Yeah. I like that move. Yeah. 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 A uh, very popular big theater company, um, and Anson is livid. It didn't help that Anson was a terrible, terrible racist. Uh-huh. Sure, for sure. I can only imagine. In his autobiography, he called Duval a little darky, a little coon, and worse. Oh, Jesus. Anson was I, the Chicago... I not even the publishing company. It was like, eh, there's just a couple uh, things. What about not that stuff? No, that's the whole story. <laughs> You'd be confused without that language. Can we not... Can we change the title from a little darky? No, I'm married to it. Stories about you, and this is a well, lot of this. I'm really a secondary character in this asshole story. A lot of this is focused on a guy who was your mascot for two weeks. Yes, this is a rage novel. <laughs> it's a re- it's a spite read. God, I hope he reads it. Anson was also the Chicago manager who refused to let his team play against Fleetwood Walker's team. Oh God. Three years later, he refused against another Walker team, which directly led to a ban on all contracts to black players. Wow. So Anson is, is a, a huge reason there were no black players until Jackie Robinson in 1947. Wow. So he's an asshole. So you can see how yeah. he wouldn't have liked the mascot. I wonder why that guy, Duval, bounced. He was probably like, yeah, no, this yeah. is like... Uh, Fuck off and join a theater company. What else are you going to do? He's on Broadway. Well, that backfired. <laughs> um, not that most people, most people didn't want to watch black players regardless, right. but, oh, except uh, Union President John Ward, who tried to get the Walker Brothers on the New York Giants in 1887. So okay. John Ward 
one of those guys we find in stories yeah. that are good people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, in Omaha. <laughs> so rare. He did cheat on his wife a lot, but whatever. Oh, uh, well, so what? You wave a hanky every now the and 1880s. then. It's um, So anyway, they run into Duval in Omaha again. He'd just been fired by the theater company that he left him for. Well, we had two bad shows. So unfortunately, <laughs> Duval, you know whose head this falls on. A bunch of the players wanted him back, and he jumped right into place what as, an a, as the mascot. Now, all the teams at this time would leave the hotel and do like a mini march to the ballpark. Sure. And so, uh, so Anson comes out, and all of a sudden, there's Duval. Uh, there's Duval doing his baton, leading the team, and, and he's like, "What the fuck?" And does he's he furious? Okay. The other players talk him down and talk him into letting him be the mascot on the tour. Oh my lord! And pay his way to San Francisco. They buy him a new outfit, a checked suit, Panama hat, leather shoes, a new cane. Wow. But Anson's like, fuck this Well, guy. I was going to say, if he kept that language in his book, he clearly is yes, not happy. Yeah, not happy. No. So 18,000 see them in uh, San Francisco play. Okay. Detroit, uh, Denver also, huge, huge uh, sure. crowd. Um, and San Francisco, they partied the night before really hard because people were so excited they were there and then put on a really shitty game of baseball the next day because they were all hungover. Uh-oh. Uh, Cannonball Crane was so hungover he missed the game. What Cannonball Crane? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Why the name? He said it. That's he's a fast pitcher. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there was no. Are cannonballs known for their speed? I mean, I feel like they're known for their. One, well, that's fair. Yeah, poor catcher. Okay. Um, a headline the next day: "Quote disgusted thousands. A poor and unsatisfactory game." Okay. Same thing happens the next day. Oh, They're hungover again. I'm worried. The examiner, quote, players cannot train on late hours and alcohol and win. See, that's why they call it the examiner. They really figure things out. They really got to the bottom of that one. Our medical doctor told us that if you're drunk, you can't play well. We're the examiner. The next day was the same. So they're just getting shit-faced. They're getting shit-faced at right. night, and then... It's like you in Sweden. A paper asked... <laughs> when you barely... When you almost couldn't do the show. That was close. That was we... Close. They made a beer for us in Sweden called uh, Queen Shit of Lies, I think yeah, it was think called. So. And, um, and man, it was strong. Dave had a mustache. I didn't know it was 10%. I thought it was we, our beer. Oh, it's what we commissioned our agent. I had like four, and I was good night. And, we, and then the next day, I was like, do you need some food? You were like, I don't know if I can do the show. <laughs> uh, so, And this is the first show of the tour. Yeah. It's not the eighth. Okay, sorry. Um, a paper that asked, can tourists play ball? Can tourists? Can the tourists play ball? They were also calling them the tourists. They're on oh, tour. Oh, tourists, okay, yeah. okay. And uh, they finally then got their shit together. They played a couple of decent games, and okay. everyone's like, okay, they can play I ball. I bet Duvall was like, thank God. Yeah. Uh, so then they headed to L.A., they played a game, and then they boarded the Alameda ship for Australia. <laughs> Crazy. Well, we lost 19. <laughs> Wasn't an easy journey. Um... While they were on the ocean, as we they all got off, scurvy. I want to know whose fault it is, Duval. As they set off, the National League owners hold a meeting. Okay. Without Ward there, who is the union president. Sure. And they completely redid the labor policy. Okay. 
They put players now into five categories based on talent, and each got pay adjusted accordingly. So opposed to, you're going to sign a contract with me, right? and this is how much you're worth, it's now, well, there's five categories, you're in one of them, and that's what you get paid. Right, So it's a bullshit way to drive down salaries. Right, okay. Players are fucking pissed. Right. But Ward and his second in the union are on the boat. Oh, shit. So there's nothing. There's nothing they can do. the The owners aren't going to talk to them. Like they're just. So it's it's what it's over. Decisions made, right? So the, the boat first stops in Hawaii. Okay, meet the king and the queen. Sure, tried to play, but there were Sunday blue laws. Sure, all the king thing, and queen I'm... wanted to play because the king and queen don't give a shit about blue laws. But they're like being told they're going to get arrested. Whatever, it's just a fucking shit show. Sure. Um, then they head to New Zealand. Their 2,500 come out to watch. Okay. But they're not really there to see baseball. They want to see Professor Bartholomew. Which one's he again? The one-eyed... Balloon guy. The, the, oh, the one-eyed balloon, balloon, balloon trapeze. trapeze. Yeah, trapeze right. The tr- A lot of people are leaving before the game. <laughs> we see what we seen what we came to see. Now, uh, the professor wears his normal outfit. <laughs> what is that? Quote, <laughs> an effeminate costume. What is a full-body black leotard oh. with frilly white shorts and matching cuffs and collar. Oh my God. So he looks like like a hostess cupcake man. I mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Even with the filling hole. Yes. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So and, th- and that's what that's the draw. That's part of the draw. All right, boys, we're gonna change the order. <laughs> Bartholomew, you're following the game from now on. <laughs> Really? Yeah, yeah, that big of a draw. Well, I've got the right shorts. <laughs> Crocker, this is an unbelievable show we've seen. Now let's get out of here before the baseball game starts. <laughs> well, they held Bar- Bartholomew until after the game. That's so what people I'm saying. Would leave. Right. Okay, yeah. so they switched the order yeah. up. Okay. Are you show are you gonna show me? I'm gonna try to find a picture, but I don't think it will come up. Oh, uh, I really all. hope that it does. Oh, um, it probably won't, but we will see. Oh, uh, just, oh, uh, man. He's wearing yeah, his... Yeah, it doesn't. There's a... What, what was his name again? Bartholomew? Professor Bartholomew. You can try to look it up. I definitely know. Um, so, uh, it, this is what happens. It's too windy in New Zealand, if you can imagine there being wind in New Zealand. Okay. So, for the balloon, he can't do it. <laughs> okay. And the crowd is gathered around, and they're fucking angry. Sure, as they as they should be. They came to watch a sport. Quote, they seem disposed to handle him roughly. Oh, my God, they're going to hurt him? One of them tries to take a swatch. There, that's him. Man, oh, man. <laughs> I'll just use that for the picture for the episode, because... Oh, man, he is awesome. It honestly sort of looks like... A deconstructed maid outfit. Yeah, well, it looks like uh, uh, the naughty the naughty butlers here. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely feels like naughty butler vibe, but he's yeah. just got a huge balloon behind him. It's really great. <laughs> okay, like, that's a kink. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so one of them tries to steal a swatch from the balloon as like a keepsake. Okay. I mean, if they're not going to get to see it, they're going to take yeah something take special. something away. Uh, the professor pulled a gun. Quote, the man who attempts to cut a piece out of that will have to cut a piece 
out of me. And then he <laughs> All right. That's a bad that's not a good threat. <laughs> and then they stopped. Yeah, that's not a good threat. No. I'll blow your fucking brains out, balloon stealers. Yeah, that's a good threat. That's better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But to just be like, if you want some of this, take some of me. They're like, all right, get his rib. I'll shoot you or take off these little man panties. All right, get his mean panties off. Uh, so that stopped that. Okay. Uh, next stop is Sydney. Okay. Huge crowds come out for, for their arrival. Um, there's the harbor is filled with boats. Sure. People are all over the place. They have festivities for two days. Wow. They, but they, you gotta love the Australians. Yeah. There's a sport coming. It's a national holiday now. <laughs> We're getting a week uh, off work. But then they played the game, and the Sydney Herald uh, wrote, quote, The pleasure derived from watching the players arises from the tax on the ingenuity to divine what it all means. So they're like, boy, we should have figured out the rules. Fuck, what's happening? It's really enjoyable to watch if you get it. I don't really. But Albert had, ahead of time, bought articles, bought, like... Articles, explaining explaining how to play baseball. Yeah, but imagine Nobody reading would, that. Yeah. yeah. People would be like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cannonball did not play in Sydney because he was hungover. Sure. Okay. Right. Rusty. In Melbourne, there were parades. Uh, 10,000 saw them play there. Wow. Albert announced he had extended the tour around the world, and the players were excited. Okay. Albert then said they would be, quote, going to strange countries and among strange peoples. Hey, uh, I'm a little less excited now. What's going on? We're going to be around a bunch of fucking weirdos. I'm not sure. They're not white and they don't speak like us. And that's... uh, Nightmarish. Okay. Anyway, we're doing it. Um, Okay. That's all I have. All right. I'm scared, boys. We all are. You should be. Okay. They're not not all white. uh, Why do you keep saying that? Well, it's a thing that keeps coming into my head. Oh, well, stop saying it. I'm a racist. I know, but stop. Okay. Thanks. Oh, fuck. Stop. I thought about the white thing again. Why are we doing this? Baseball. (laughs) What? I got to open up stores. I'm not sure what is (laughs) happening with you. Um... And, but he said, representing America, they had to behave. That the, the players. Uh, had okay, to yeah, right, okay. Um, they were. Uh, they played three games in Adelaide. Celebrate. They were too drunk for the second game because before the game in the morning they went on a wine tour and then stopped for lunch and had beers. Wow, what a great athlete! <laughs> the ath- the mind of the athlete back then was just amazing. Back then, <laughs> I went to a, a Scotland. Uh, a, it was a, I think it was the Rangers pre-game warm-up, pre-season warm-up, and they played the Galaxy, and they were so fucking shit-placed, they, they couldn't play fucking football. And I said that on a podcast to some Scottish fan. was like, is this real? I got to look it up. And then he tweets back later, and he goes, oh, my God, I saw a video of the game. It's crazy. They were just drunk? They were shit-faced. I can't imagine. Yeah. In front, of, in front of a giant <laughs> fucking filled stadium. Plowed. That's great in a way. <laughs> so, um, like I said, three games in Adelaide, second game drunk, game's a shit show. Okay. Uh, at the end of that game, the professor, it went so fast and was such a shit show that he's not ready. So, so oh, I got my, my frills. <laughs> my frills. You guys. So to launch, he, so he would dig a four foot wide and 
four foot deep trench before every. Why? He would fill it with coal and kindling and set it on fire, <laughs> and then put a flue over it and blow up the balloon with the flue. Okay. Okay. And the players would hold it down as the balloon, it, so it would fill. Fill, and right. then he would jump on the trapeze and go, "Let go!" And the players would let go. What was it tethered to the ground? I don't think it was. I think they would just hold it. So they would they what like with rope? They would just like a few players would or just their hands holding on to the the basket. The basket, yeah. Oh, there's not a basket. There's a trapeze, so they're holding on the side. Right. Okay. Right. So he's just kind of floating. So okay, if the I'm okay, the players let go. The up he goes, and now they're drunk. Well, they they hold on to. Okay, it. they okay. don't. They don't. Okay, yeah. you know what I was hoping for. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> no, so off he goes. Okay, um, he goes two thousand feet up, and then Jesus Christ! Once he's two thousand feet up, he starts doing his trapeze performance, right, flipping uh-huh. around and twirling, yeah. and and then he jumps. He jumps. Uh-huh. And he has a parachute on. Oh, right, right. I forgot about that part. And he pulls the parachute. It opens, and then he does more spinning and stuff until he lands. Sure. And people go, nuts, nuts. Fuck. They, they, I, I understand now why I'm this in. goes and last. this should be it. A- if you see this first, you are like, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the end, you're like, this show's great. Yeah, I you're like, baseball. I'm glad I stuck around. I'm glad I watched these drunks play baseball. This is what baseball is? Let's yeah, this is, this. I like baseball. Why did they Why did they make the article sound so boring? <laughs> this is baseball. Also, Duval is a big hit in Australia. He does his act. He does a stage show at night. Okay. I assume singing and dancing. Right. Ladies love him. There we go. Handkerchiefs are getting waved. Uh, yeah. And after they left, um, the Adelaide Register writes several base club, baseball clubs were formed. Oh, wow. So okay. people were excited about right. it. Right. Next stop was Ballarat. Sure. Um, there's a slight wind, and the professor was blown toward downtown when he went up. <laughs> what? Wait, I still don't fully understand okay. how he is. So the balloon is filled. And they're holding on to it. Who's holding on to it with, with what? With their hands. But the, he goes 2,000 feet in the air. When they let him go. And then he's just floating on a balloon. Correct. And there's nothing. Uh, he's just floating. Yes. Does that, that seems insane to me. Like, if you let a hot air balloon with a basket, the way that I picture a hot air balloon, yeah. it goes up, uh-huh. and if it's windy, you're going that way. Correct. And so every game, he's just like, yeah, hopefully I suffer 2,000 feet above. Well, let's hear this story. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> so it starts being blown towards downtown. Which is just crazy. And <laughs> then and then it took a while, when he jumps, it takes a while for the chute to open. Right. Yeah, so he can't jump downtown. So, well, he is. Okay. So he's moving too fast and in the wrong direction. Uh Uh-huh. And he hits the Buck's Head Hotel chimney and falls into the backyard of J.K. Baird. Wait, he hits a chimney of a hotel? Yeah. He doesn't have his parachute open. He does? Well, it's just not opening. It's going too fast. (laughs) It's just taking too long So he basically jumps. I mean, he packs a chute. He didn't pack it right this day. So so he just basically jumps from like 2,000 feet, roughly. Yeah. 200 feet? 2,000? 2,000 feet. He jumps from 2,000 feet. Not, and he waits, a while to, he waits a while to open it. He's like, yeah, well, he's like, I want things to get pretty bad, and then I'll open it. And then, but, then it do, but then he didn't pack it right, so it's not opening. So then he hits a chimney. It starts to open. He hits a chimney. All right, so he's got a little bit of shoot going. Bit. Right, okay. And then he hits a chimney. Bounces off. Bounces off the chimney. Into a guy's backyard. Into a guy's backyard. And then the fans are like, God, baseball's Love an unbelievable it. guy. More of this. 
Does he live? Yes. He lives. He is not only lives, but he is somehow... He's got two eyes. ...not seriously injured. Wow. He only has a big cut on his knee. Jesus Christ. But he's out for a month. He's on IR. Yeah. He's, so they're like, what are we going to do? He's injured reserve. Duvall? <laughs> so they spent a final week in Melbourne where Cannonball broke the record for distance throwing a cricket ball. Uh, sure. Wow. It seems like baseball really was their sport. <laughs> and then they sail for Asia. Okay. Uh, soon after, there were baseball clubs in all three colonies and Spalding stores in Sydney, Melbourne, and Adelaide. So his plan works. It worked. Yes. He's now got the Spalding. Right. Yeah. And they're like, where are the balloons? <laughs> Do you sell those? Where are the frills? Where are the Spalding frills? I'm a frill seeker. Ooh. Thank you. So they sell for a month. Jesus and, um, God. They get to... Uh, okay. So it's a German... Crew on the ship. That's right. We're ready to take. Yes, you understand now. And they see Duval's outfit. Yes, very nice. And they think he's royalty. He's uh, the king, clearly. So be very respectful of this one. Eh? And and they start treating him as royalty. Uh, to- just total luxury. Wow. Which the players love. They think it's awesome. Right. Albert- we were talking to the king of your baseball teams the other day. <laughs> yes, you were talking to our king. And he was saying that uh, for betting practice, it's very important that you have a, a fencing behind you so that you're not, yeah. uh, the balls are not going crazy. Your yeah. king, he seems like to be a very just king. Yeah. He's very, uh, very fair king, we think he is, huh? Oh, he's the best king. He's the best baseball king in all of baseball. And does each, we were wondering, does each team have its own king or is it just one no, king he's, per league? he's the king of baseball. He's the king of baseball, yeah. which is what we thought. It makes a lot yeah. more sense, obviously. Yeah, he's baseball king. Yes, okay, great. Yeah. Cool. Where is his queen was another thing we were talking about. Where's the queen? Yeah. He's looking for a baseball queen. Oh, because we were thinking uh, uh, we had someone who potentially... Well, be American. Oh, yes, of course. Yes, yeah. monarchy. Yes, yeah. right. Gosh, but, you know, what's strange is none of our sports have a king or queen. Oh, you should have a king. I know. That's football. what we're saying. Yeah, yeah. for football. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, plus, we have a lot of other sports here. Well. Yeah, but they should have kings and queens. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, and then you have your prince, and then, then if the queen dies, you probably mourn her for a, an exceptionally long, long period spend of time. Spend nine hundred million dollars. Spend nine hundred million dollars on a funeral. People pay the out nine. Of your fucking mind. Okay, relax. You could have spent that nine hundred million dollars on the indigenous people that you murdered. Oh wow! Here we go. He's looking to camera. Um. So. What. Albert doesn't like that he's being treated oh, this way. Of course. I'm the king of baseball. Where? So he turns Duval over to the ship's captain. What? As a worker. Oh, my God. And for the rest of the trip, Duval has to pull a rope to keep the ceiling fans in motion in the dining room. Oh, my Lord. And the Germans are like, what is your king doing? <laughs> Why is your king? Your king is such a just king. <laughs> He wants his... He's with the people. He wants the people, yeah. his subjects, to remain clean the whole time. Yeah. This is unbelievable. We need a football king. We need a... Ve- I mean, you're not going to... Kings are not like this in every it's sport, so surely. Wonderful. Wow. Wonderful. What a king. Uh, there's so many German people who are mad at the accents that just happened. Look. 
We're still mad at you. Yeah, you guys fucked up. It was crazy. <laughs> Get ready for us. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, God. Oh, we got to enjoy this phase right now while we have it. <laughs> we are just headed right there. Uh, so, yeah. So that's what he does for that trip. So um, they they go to what is now Sri Lanka. Okay. Um, they go there for, to, to, for coal. They're thinking about going to India, but India is not possible. There's just too many. There's a cholera pandemic. They can't fence in Sorry, the... Sorry, so what? They can't fence in the just ballparks. Just play. It's over. Um, the train ride would be too... It's just they can't do it. Okay. Um, now, while they're there, players wrote to U.S. papers about the trip. One described men on uh, Sri Lanka as, quote, weak and effeminate looking, and the women as having, quote, big, soft black eyes, which they use to best advantage as we pass. Weird. So it's like, man, Take the away. men are lame, but check out the ladies. Oh. As has happened, rawr, 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 every rawr. white guy gets to an island to colonize. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, now, the U.S. ship Essex is in port, and the sailors are huge baseball fans. Okay. One of them, so much so that he gives Cannonball a gift. <laughs> this story is bonkers. Did, when you found this one, were you like, God damn, this is crazy? <laughs> he gave him a monkey. Oh, no. Never good. A Japanese monkey? No. What? Now Cannonball has a monkey? Yeah, the drunk guy has a monkey. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> There's a lot going on. So they play, they play a game there. One player wrote, quote, They regarded the whole thing as a joke, for to the Indian mind, nothing is more absurd than athletics. To the Oriental. Meanwhile, a guy. Oh God! Here we go. Okay. To the Oriental, perfect repose is the ideal state. The chasing of a fly ball to him is the sheerest folly. <laughs> so, so they're just like, this is dumb as hell. And then there's a guy who, a drunk man with a monkey, and they're like, and that's respect. Now that is how we now do that's, it. That's a sport. Now Bartholomew is still. Is he able to do his stuff? I don't know if he started doing his stuff again. Okay, he, he does. He does in a bit, but at this point, he... Okay, so he's, I'm not still, sure. on, I mean, he's still on IR. close to around a month, so... He's still on IR, E-Y-E-R. Um, so after this, they go to... Yeah, you can't lean back. You're on camera. I'm so tired. So next, they go to oh, Cairo. Okay. Now, um, they took a train there. Sure. At some point, they would stop, and huge crowds were forming to look at them. Right. I think they're always wearing... Well, I can't say for sure, but there's so many pictures of them... Where they've set up to pose somewhere, and they're always in their uniforms. So I don't know if they're wearing the uniforms all the time. But what? I feel they like might they have might to be. wear the uniforms all the I time. I think they might because it's a, it's a, it's essentially a publicity tour. You are always playing. <laughs> when you're in this club, you're always playing. So at one point, all of these Egyptians, your boys are sleeping in your uniforms, right? You better promise. They see the monkey. Oh God! And they. They cannot believe what they're seeing. <laughs> well, they're right. And they also are amazed because the monkey is in a little... Suit? Yeah, a little suit. Like like a Bellman suit or like a yeah, little... Like, like, a, like a... The little monk. I think the little I, monkey suit. The little... The, which the, like, is... Orange grinder What a type. horrible people well, that's, that's, we are when I we know what monkey clothes basically well, look like. I think that's like. their... Fashion. I think that's their chosen you, fashion. You're, I'm sorry. You are uh, floating the thought that potentially the monkeys wear this. Well, I subscribe to Monkey Wear magazine. I okay, and it's mostly organ grinder type 
monkey outfits. God, horrible. There are some clown outfits. Ugh. Ugh. And then suits if they're, um, you know, being business. This is Peaches. He's wearing a lovely organ grinder suit. Peaches is wearing a costume that lets you know he likes to have fun, but he's also business. That's right. No pants on Peaches. The monkeys don't have to wear pants. They just wear tops only. So, as the Egyptians are going crazy over the monkey in the little outfit, a couple of the players look over and look at Duval in his outfit. Oh, no. At the next stop, the door's open, and out comes Duval on a leash. Oh, God. With the catcher's mask on. Oh, we were having so much fun. And they have him act like a monkey. Ah, oh, fuck. Ugh. I mean, it was, ugh, it was, we were having too much fun. Well, you know, these are Americans in another I know, country, yeah, so of course. We it's, were having fun, and then it has to... Yeah, no, it's, I honestly, it's shocking that we had fun. <laughs> That's the crazy part, that it was actually enjoyable for a minute is what's shocking. Well, you put a bunch of white guys on a train. I know, it's a matter of time. <laughs> it's only a matter of time. It just, it, it will, it's not when, <sighs> it's not if, it's when. So... They, when they get to Cairo, there's a giant crowd waiting for him. Okay. At the train uh, station. And they're on the platform, and they don't see a way through the crowd to their carriages. Okay. Because there's just too many people. Wow. And then one of the players see that the Egyptians have no shoes on. Oh, what? God. We're really in the downs. Uh, and he shouts, quote, step on the trotters, no, boys. No. They can't stand that. No. And then they open a path through the crowd by stomping on the bare feet of the people who have come to see them. That's not how you retain a fan base. That is how you get to it. That is really going to. I mean, you are deaf. There's deaf. Uh, we got a lane. <laughs> we got a lane. So they're just stomping on feet. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, This is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, 
fun half hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. At the hotel. Oh, God. They finally read a U.S. paper. They have not seen a U.S. paper since they left San Francisco. Okay. And there's a story about how the league owners have changed the labor policy in baseball. Okay. And they are fucking livid. They're offended that players, two players, could be classified alike. Right. Because everyone has a different skill level and different thing they do. Sure. Ward is especially pissed because he thought he was going on a trip with Spalding, which would help build a relationship between owners and players. Right. Now he's wondering if he has been actually sent to get him out of the country. Oh, wow. So, so they that they can, can just this do this. Deal. Wow. Yeah, which totally makes sense. Yes. Albert's like, I didn't know anything about this. Sure. Uh-huh. He says the policy was, quote, not only impractical, but positively dangerous. Right. And he's like, when we get home, we'll fix this. Right. But the players aren't happy, and they start meeting every day. Okay. In their uniforms. They only have one outfit. Yeah. Um, The next day's game is at the pyramids. What? What are they? So are they playing on sand? Yes. What? The, what? I can't believe you just said yes. So they're... They're... Yes. It's a different game. Oh, baseball cannot... Be played on sand. Correct. Right. Where's the mound? We can't find the mound. Fuck the mound. Where's first base? We can't find the catcher. <laughs> they leave the hotel at 10 a.m. <laughs> the All-American team... Is on camels. I was just going to guess. Ca- yeah, okay. The Chicago players are on donkeys. Oh, my God. And Albert is in a carriage. Oh, my Lord. Good God. And they ride that way for three and a half hours. And then they're playing? To the pyramids. And they're like, it's so thirsty. They are exhausted. Yeah. It is hot. Yes. And they have been on animals. Animals. <laughs> At one point, the oh. Chicago players get mad. And say, why aren't we on the camels? And the All-American players happily switch. I was going to say. Because riding a camel is so much worse than riding yeah, a Yeah, who's just like, my taint's not sore <laughs> enough. Can I get on the camel? So they get to the pyramids. <laughs> what? And Albert picks a spot to play that would be great for photos. Okay. The Great Pyramid is behind home plate. I can't. Uh, there's no part of this makes sense. Sphinx is down the third baseline. So the Sphinx. Uh, no, foul, foul. <laughs> it, it, it was to the right of the Sphinx. It hit the Sphinx. No, it did not. It, it was hit the Sphinx. It well, the high. Sphinx is big. We should. God damn it. So curious tourists and locals start gathering, looking at this weird thing that's about to happen. Sure. Albert has a guy named John Healy start okay. for the all for the all American team because. He's from Cairo, Illinois, and his nickname was the Egyptian. So what great publicity. This white man is, uh, why why is everyone? Boy, I'll tell you, it feels like we can't do anything right. He just knows how just, I mean, the American players would just be so excited to write that. Right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Um, they would fall in the sand. Yeah. Anson got it's thrown hot. out at first because he couldn't get back because he was it's on gotta sand. It's got to be so hot. And then, like, running. Oh, it's the whole thing. Catching. It's terrible. Like, the, I, the, your grounders are just like, Toof. they just sit there. Yeah, they just bounce. 
As they played in the sand, the professor slept through the game, quote, a few feet into foul territory with his good eye closed and his glass ones staring up into space. Wow. What a what a look. Good Lord. So, like, if any, like, an Egyptian would be like, this man is dead. <laughs> this is a dead man. One of your players died. The maid one. Your maid died. Your panty guy. Your maid is dead. Who led the who left the dead man in panties and a black leotard here? <laughs> one-eyed? I should narrow that down. The one-eyed one. He sleeps with one eye open. So after the game's over, they see the sights. <sighs> they had a competition to see who could throw a baseball over Kiops. What? No one could. <laughs> and then they threw baseballs at the Sphinx right eye. They Only threw one hit it. baseballs at the Sphinx right eye. So it's called respecting was, another country. It's horrible. <laughs> like these are. It's the most American ancient re- American move. Of Man, all time. really makes you think, doesn't it? Think what? Could I hit it with a baseball? <laughs> well, let's try. That thing's been here thousands of years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was their trip to <laughs> Egypt. The next place they were going was Naples. Okay. Uh, ship to train. Sure. Now, one of Albert's big tour ideas was to play a game in the Colosseum in Rome. Okay. He apparently had never seen it because the floor is an open archaeological site. Okay. It's not, a, it's not ground. So, it's, guys, you got to be careful. There's a lot of <laughs> holes, and it's really... Be it's careful. Not, it's not even whole. I mean, I don't know what it was like then, but now it's just like pillars, and you go down, and you see what it's like underneath. It's not... A, there's no ground, whatever. <laughs> So Either it's way, like it's, it's a it's a digging site that they're digging in if it isn't what it is now. Right. Okay. It's so either it's pinball site. or it's hold filled. Yes. Right. Okay. Uh, but he had offered five thousand up front to play there and to donate half the gate to charity. Okay. And Naples at Naples, he learned he got a message that that was absolutely not happening. Oh. And several U.S. diplomats were disgusted that he'd asked. Okay, so what's the new... All right, uh, let's do Leaning Tower of Pisa. <laughs> uh, they played in Naples. 4,000 came. Okay. Including diplomats and royalty and dignitaries. Sure. It's a parade ground. What does that mean? Well, it's not any sort of shaped field. It's just a big, flat, open space. But, I mean, they were just playing in sand, so they're like, this is living. <laughs> well... They put down the foul lines, and the crowd gets very close. The crowd gets very close. They the well, crowd no like stands. So They're the so standing. the crowd so the crowd is like uh, that is the line of we're uh, not allowed to cross. Yeah, so, we get the, we stand on the next. So we go line. right here, and uh, you're we look fine. At, we look, look down. I here. don't know why they are so. We're very dangerous. We're yeah. as close as we are. Yeah, we get very close to the line. It's a fine. We sit here. We it's spy- the final line. We have a spicy meatball. We watch the game. No, no, no. There's no need to bring in a spicy meatball. We have meatball. a spicy meatball. No, uh, stop it. Why are you watching the game? Uh, no, no, no. It's not a, it's not a match. Uh, it's it just a meatball? No, I said, I said it's the whole concept. It's like uh, uh, our, our whole culture is not uh, boiled down to like just, you know, one stupid thing you say. You know what I mean? It's a spicy meatball. No, no. It's not a. It's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a spicy baseball. Yeah. <laughs> so they're all sitting. Hey, why are they not a player with the meatballs? <laughs> So, the bits should have been as on a cooked spaghetti. It's a spaghetti ball. So they they're all just sitting on the line. 
Sure. And Albert's like, this won't work. And he finds out how to say get back in Italian. And he yells it at him and walks up and down the line. They're not moving. Why not make a second line? Well, okay. They might have just moved closer. But you're right. Second line. In the fifth inning, a player hit a foul ball, a line drive. Hey, Giuseppe's dead! <laughs> that nailed the middle-aged guy right in the forehead. Oh, wow. And knocked him out. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then the crowd went nuts and rushed the field. What? what? Ah, this game's over! I, so I they're furious. Know, uh, they're furious. <laughs> I mean, how do you watch... I'm sure they're just running not out. Not to defend the Americans, but they're, how do you watch five innings and not at one point go, this is going to get a bad <laughs> This could be a bad thing. I don't, I don't know. Wow, some of these are really a wizard. How do they never hit us? <laughs> I don't know. That's why they got to play out with a meter balls. So they all rush the field. They're, I, I assume they're like, what are you doing? Like, you know, yeah, it's right. getting in the face right. of the players. Like, We're playing. Now, Anson had been very angry at the calls that had happened. Sure. And his team is behind. They, these, these, they really wanted to beat each other. It's crazy to think that that even matters anymore. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it, why, when all the people rush the field, he picks up home plate and walks away. Well, I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> now, if there's no plate, the game would have to be called because they, they can't need score. home plate. Yeah. And the score then reverts back to the previous inning when Anson's team was ahead. Oh, so he knows. What a crazy rule to know. <laughs> Everybody knows that. Really? Yeah. That if you, but if you take home plate... Well, no, it's if, not if you take home plate, but if a game gets called... Uh, by the way, <laughs> can we please see a little bit of that tried now? Well, there's uh, nothing we could do, even though the Reds were up 7-6. The manager took the plate, <laughs> and that goes to the previous inning, where they were down by two runs. <laughs> So this game is over. Another amazing move by the manager. Shrewd. Very shrewd. Haven't seen that since Italy. Yeah, no, no, we've not seen that one since uh, the Naples foul ball. So after the crowd has calmed down and the injured guy is revived and everyone's feeling better. He's okay. Huh? He's all right. He uh, just took a little dent to the meatball. Yeah, okay. Yeah, relax. Uh, they go looking for Hanson. And they find him, and he's like, all right, we'll come out and play. He's, like, eating. And he's like, no, no, let me, finish, let me finish my pasta, and then we can maybe play. And Albert's just like, no. And he calls the game and says, your team lost. Okay. Um, but, you know, they're, it's, it's almost like a world, an actual World Series. They're, like, keeping track of who has won, and at right. the end, the winner's crowned and whatever. Right. Uh, so they go to Rome. They play in front of 4,000. Okay. Yeah, they just do tourist stuff. Um, Did they, like, would they, was it Rome plate? <laughs> I'm so sorry I'm laughing at that. I'm so sorry I, I had to say it. to everybody. Uh, he tried to beat the Pope, but they're like, yeah, he's a little busy. He tried to beat the Pope? No, meet the Pope. Oh. <laughs> the Pope isn't going to play. Let me in there. I'm going to slap on the Pope. <laughs> the Pope. <laughs> Let me in. And uh, the Pope is up to bat. Uh, Pope having a weird year. Uh, has not played baseball yet. Um, he's not really understanding. He's swinging at most of the stuff. That's strike two. I feel like this is the first time we've seen the Pope's calves. Yeah, the Pope has a pretty good body, turns out, under that uh, sort of dressy, roby thing yeah, he wears. What the ladies are enjoying it, that's yeah, for That's sure. right. Well, the Pope seems pretty focused on hitting this ball, but he's been out for two strikes. That's right. Right now we have no balls, four strikes on the Pope. The Pope does.
does not understand how the game of baseball is played at all. And he takes another strike. Oh, there goes the smoke. That's uh, out. Oh, we got a new pitcher. We got a new pitcher. <laughs> That's right. The skipper's pulling out the pitcher. We got smoke coming out of the Pope chimney. The Pope's down six strikes. We got a full count. Nine balls, eight strikes for the Pope, who once again has not had the rules broken down for him in any way. He really does not understand. His holiness has no idea. And he's got another strike. To be fair, Jimmy, I just want to... Uh, get in here and say Go the ahead. whole, the entire idea of the Pope is just made up horse shit. That's absolutely right. But you wouldn't know it letting him go today because they're I really mean, letting him have a go. He acts like he's closer to God than anybody, which is like something you would, you know, think came from like uh, 3000 All BC. All right, relax, Bill. Now, it's almost I'll like if you, someone had a fucking queen. All right, relax now. I'll tell you one thing. I bet if his holiness could reach out to the Lord, he should do it now because he has not come near one of these balls. We're at 15 balls, 19 strikes for his holiness, and I'm not sure how much longer this could go on. We've been at the bottom of the fifth for a while now. His holiness really doesn't know what he's doing, and he takes another strike. Somebody would just have the goal to go uh, up and explain to him that this is not how the game works, as we are at 32 balls, 55 (laughs) strikes. His holiness is just absolutely clueless. This is a... Absolute nightmare right now. We've gone through six pitchers. We could use a schism. We could absolutely use a schism is what we could use. Yeah. Uh, anyway, here we are. Cardinals down. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> um. And he's hit one. And he doesn't know what to do. He has no idea what to do. He's just st- He picked up the ball, so he's out. He picked up his own hit, so he is oh, out. What a dumb pope. He's not the smartest pope. So they, they next take a train to France. All right. And on the train, Cannonball is being a dick to some passengers. Sure. So they point out to the conductor that his ticket is for solo travel, but he has a monkey. So the, con- <laughs> <laughs> the conductor... I don't uh, mean to be rude, but could I possibly see the monkey's ticket? Huh? <laughs> Where's the ticket for the monkey? <laughs> he should at least have a quarter BA uh, because, uh, well, it's, uh, he is a quarter man. Eh? He's not. He's a monkey. He's not. Yes, but uh, maybe you buy a child ticket or something of that nature. We're because... sharing a seat. It's a monkey. Yes, but unfortunately, you only, your ticket is only good for you. Is it if it's only me. No, no, but if... It's I'm, an animal. No, you see, my, well, yes, it's a, a tiny animal, absolutely, but he need to have some sort of compensation towards the uh, train company in order for, for this... Because he is riding. Nobody gets a free ride. He sits ride. in my pocket. Yes, but unfortunately, you, you'd be like a, a new a mother with a newborn child, saying your no, baby does not, not a, need... He's not a child. He's a monkey. Well, he's I'm going to eat him when we get back to America. <laughs> I don't like to hear that. None of us do. I mean, do. he's basically a snack. No, no, no. He's a, look, Snack in an outfit, I will tell granted. you one thing. I'll tell you one thing. If, if the monkey was bare and it was just his fur, I would not uh, bother you. But unfortunately, he has clothes on. Clearly, he is more man than monkey. You put a little outfit on him, he became man. He's not... He's, why does he have a little cap on outfit? Because he's got a big dick. <laughs> we cannot see that. That's because he's got clothes on. We're all very impressed with the size of the monkey member, but we must, uh, again, if he's wearing little outfits, it's uh, clearly... He's got to he... hide the bottom. He's got to hide the penis. <laughs> you really, please stop making this about the monkey's cock, huh? Well, you're want to ask me why he has clothes on. Well, no, but I'm say, I'm not, not asking why. I'm merely making the point that it, if, if he has clothes on, he is more of a man than a monkey. And therefore, no. anyone who's clothed, like, for instance, I don't know if you know about France, you ride free if you're naked. 
Set the Zebine nationwide rule. There you go. Hold on, let's go. Oh, I know what they don't call you, Cannonball. eh? Cannonball. Don't don't let that flag hit the ground. In your nation is great insult. Your belt (laughs) flag, remember? From earlier. Oh, I remember. Uh, That's okay. So uh, the conductor makes him, uh, tells him he has to pay 26 more francs. I'm going to be frank with you. Um, he says, absolutely not. I so can't believe we're fighting over the monkey ticket. The Americans get kicked off the train. <laughs> wow. God, we are like, I mean, when it comes to travel, yeah. it should, you should need a license to leave the country. Yeah. You really should. Americans are good. We should just have, you should have to take it. Like we, there's a citizenship test to live in this country and be a citizen. We should make, we should have to take a test before we go abroad. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I'm sorry. You're just not ready to leave the country. <laughs> then he pays the fine, and they wait for the next train. Okay. Um, and uh, you have a ticket for your monkey. <laughs> oh, 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 there you go. Um, they they could not find a, a field to play on in Nice. So they're just like they stand-ups a, showing up. No, they have a guy who's setting things up ahead of them. Well, what's his deal? He's he like couldn't find a place to play. <laughs> well, then he's not great. I, there's like some event going on, so there's like people all over the place. I think it was Carnival, so it's just hard to find. They had a hard time finding hotels in Nice, like right. it's a shit show. Okay, um, they go to Paris. There they played on a lot that was right next to the Eiffel Tower that was being built. Okay, and it had rained the day before, so uh, the ground's muddy and there's gravel. Sure. Ned Williamson, who is the current home run king of baseball slices open a huge cut on his knee on the gravel. I just, they, like, it's not like tennis. Right. Baseball's played on grass, and yes. they're like, all right, well, we're going to play on sand today, boys. <laughs> what about gravel? All right, guys, we're going to play on gravel. How do you guys feel about crushed glass? Uh, all right, boys, we're going to play on water today. <laughs> what? Yeah, we're going to play on uh, the surface of water. Boys, it's pudding day. All right, everybody, get ready. It's England. All right, boys, we're going to play on some slicked oil. Come on, boys. So the cup became infected. Okay. Uh, He goes back to the hotel. He's not doing well. Okay. The French, having watched the game, Uh decide that baseball is very similar to a game French school children play that went all the way back to the Middle Ages. Okay. So baseball must be based on that. Baseball is based on... That's why I say call it baseball. It's a because it's based on our sport. It's baseball. Okay. Americans are not amused. Oh, they right. They're not amused. I'm sure though. You realize that uh, you actually stole the sport from French, huh? No. Yes, yeah, because in the 1300s, our our children would play uh, stickball, and that's uh, your game, huh? You weak little thieves, huh? What? You're um. Uh, I'm not sure it translates properly. You are uh, thieves, and your game is not uh, near as good as ours, huh? Come on. No, don't touch no. me. I touch you, huh? Froggy Frogman. Oh, monkey, monkey man, huh? <laughs> After France, they cross the channel. They go to London. Um, now, Albert has been working his contacts in England because he thinks that's going to be a big place right. for baseball. Right. Um, so he got on the previous tour, so he's got his connects. Sure. So this time when they get to, I mean, there's festivities, and then when they get to the, um, they're playing at an oval. So when they get there, they're met by princesses and dukes and earls. Sure. They're at a lunch before the game. Isn't this all strange? <laughs> a bit over the top, aren't we? The Prince of Wales 
is expected to arrive in the middle of the game. Sure. Um, it's raining. There's a really thick fog, so no one can see the other side it's of the field. Per- <laughs> All right, you ready? You've got some nice English weather for you then. <laughs> yeah, there you are. But most people had come to see the Prince anyway, so they didn't care about the game. Wow. They, it's just, it's, get it together. It, yeah, come on, you guys. How long are you going to do this? Um, it's like wearing your Halloween costume year-round. <laughs> When he arrives in the second inning, the game stops and the teams all salute the prince. That's right. Hello. Hello. Yes. In the middle of the fifth, he went and shook all the players' hands. Uh, Can we take a time out? I'd like to shake each player's hand. It's time to touch them. Hello. Yes. And you're the monkey. Mm, Hello. Hello. Then Albert was invited into the prince's box to explain the game to him. I've, um, now that we're in the sixth inning, what in God's name is this? When a player hit a triple, the prince slapped Albert's thigh and said, quote, That was a hard clip! That. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my Lord. (laughs) We hunt them after, right? Wow. When a run scored, Albert slapped the prince's shoulder, and the court were horrified. And when told he'd broken decorum, Albert didn't care. Okay. He's like, what? It's a fucking prince guy. He hit my leg. They handed out cards to everyone in the stadium to write what they thought. They handed out comment cards? Yeah. We've got a few notes. Quote, appears childish. Appears childish. A silly game. (laughs) It is rot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my Lord. Mm. <laughs> so in the UK, they're supposed to play 10 games in 11 days. Oh, my God. But John Ward bails. He goes home to deal with the union business, and also he's an impending divorce because he cheats on his wife all the time. Sure, okay. But the, so it's a twofer. But the papers try to blame her. For the divorce. she's an actress, and he had made her quit being an actress. If they were married, and then the papers are like, well, it's because she wants to be an actress. But she's like, no, I'm acting again because he's fucking everybody. <laughs> right. So, whatever. It's nice. It's a huge public thing. Anyway, right. the UK games are often in bad weather. In Sheffield, uh, the game was called due to fog. In uh, Bradford, Sheff- there was Sheffield. snow. Sheffield, what a, what a shithole. wonderful place. I'm just we kidding. love you, Sheffield. Because our... our, our uh... Social media editors from oh, there. And he, yeah, uh, right. he came to visit me in Stourbridge, sure. where my family lives, and he was just crapping all over it because he loves Sheffield. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Fuck Sheffield. Yeah. Injured Ned Williamson missed it all. His health worsened. Okay. Wait, who is this? We got to cut his knee. Oh, okay, travel. right, right. As the team landed in Ireland, the Herald reported, quote, he experienced a relapse yesterday which assumes something like the form of paralysis of his lower extremities. So the this guy intense, is going to die from gravel knee? The intensest agony followed. He had an infection. It's, it's, he, this he is just dangerous. cut his knee. He cut it on gravel yeah. and mud. Yeah. Like it's a dirty... No, yeah. It's a like, yeah. Uh, by the way, I, calling it a relapse doesn't seem fair. <laughs> well, <laughs> what maybe. does that mean? Like he put gravel back in it? Well, oh, he's hooked <laughs> on gravel. Yeah, no, come on now, Ned. I assume he got better and then got worse. I right. Assume. Yeah, no, but it's like, yeah. yeah. Albert refused to pay his hotel room bill. Well, Ned, you're not playing. so <laughs> That's exactly right. Right. And this time in baseball, players took care of their own medical problems, and if they missed a game, 
they did not get paid. Man, that's so weird, because now we just call them citizens. (laughs) (laughs) It's like working at Amazon. It's like having, yeah, yeah. Williamson never forgave Albert. So the last game they played was in Dublin. Uh, Did they play a Dublin header? (laughs) That was bad. Yeah, not good. Um, Lords and fancy people came, right? The Irish, much more receptive than the English. Also, a lot of the guys on the team are Irish-American, so they're like... Going back to their... Touch is unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay, one, they, love they it. were like, you can play a sport and get money. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, uh, Then they boarded a ship and they sailed home. Okay. Uh, they got to New York on April 6th. Heroes welcome. Right. Cannons are fired at New York Harbor. A brass band is playing. The monkey? Cannonball Crane is the last one off the ship with the monkey. <laughs> The monkey's like, um, my life's been pretty crazy for a monkey. I'm not from here. I didn't want to be a tourist. I'm a wild animal, but um, I've played baseball in uh, a few different countries. I was in Japan as a monkey, and now I'm here. But America is... The big city. America is in a patriotic frenzy over the successful world baseball tour. Wow. Players are very happy to be home. Do they know what happened? It's just... doesn't matter. It almost doesn't matter. Like, they did it. Right. It's like us with war. Yeah. Anson, quote, if you think you'll get me out of this country again, you are greatly mistaken. Uh The only one who said he wanted to travel again was Cannonball. Yeah, it's mainly because the monkey loves the road life. I got a monkey out there. Yeah. Quote, the travel one has creates the desire for more. That's the drunk guy with the monkey. But that is is true. It's just you would not think it would be the one person and it'd be the drunk guy with the monkey who would say it. (laughs) Who, by the way, is going to have to cut his travel budget, you know, in half because he's now got a a little monkey. You got to get monkey tickets. So the plan is now to barnstorm all the way back to Chicago. So that means playing games um, all over for more publicity. Everywhere they Are they go, having trouble adjusting to grass? They're like, it's <laughs> so straight. The surface, it's God, like the moon. It, it's mushy. It's really strange. Everywhere they go, they're, they're lauded as heroes. There's a big, a huge banquet held in New York City. Uh, Mark Twain, Teddy Roosevelt, a- any big name is there. Wow. They stopped at the White House. They met Pen- Benjamin Harrison. Wow. I thought you were going to say Franklin. Uh, no, the other, yeah. He's dead. He's the, he was the first president. He was not the first president, Second. Dave. He was the third. Yeah. Duh. In Chicago, when they get back to Chicago, people go bananas. Wow, the monkey must have loved that. Cops cannot hold the crowd back. Wow. Did they try drawing a line? <laughs> people grabbed the players, put them on their shoulders, and carried them to their waiting carriages. That is at the back of a massive parade. It's led by the National Guard Band, bagpipers, two marching bands, 58 amateur uniformed baseball teams, many other sporting clubs, and 60 carriages, four of which had pyrotechnics that were shot off. And behind it all were a thousand bicyclists. What? A thousand bicyclists? They had a tour de France at the caboose. (laughs) That is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, didn't people have jobs? They just went to play fucking baseball and didn't go that well. It went badly. Yeah. A guy died from gravel almost. <laughs> it, we had a show once, our first tour in Australia, and this guy was wanted to get a group picture, and without my, uh, like, without my approval in any way, 
he put his head in between my legs, tall guy, and he picked me up. He forcibly put me on his shoulders like I was a child. And as he lifted me up, my head hit a beam on the ceiling so hard. And then he like put me down and everyone was like, oh, wow, wow. And I was like, what just happened? <laughs> okay, so that's like that. Okay. 150,000 people come out to see the parade. Wow. The Tribune, quote, businessmen were in it, toughs and sports were in it, and also a great many ladies, and they went fairly crazy. Wow. The parade ends at the hotel they're staying in. Oh, boy. Where uh, there's a big banquet in the dining hall. The mayor and other big fancy people speak. Sure. Speak. Uh, We don't need success abroad to celebrate. (laughs) The only thing left is the final game in Chicago, which is the next day. But they partied all night, and the players are terrible. No one can play defense. It stopped in the fifth inning. (laughs) Okay. And then that's it. That's the tour. Wow. Albert writes an article about the tour. He said Hawaii, New Zealand, and Australia would become baseball countries. Egypt was too backwards. Italians and French were not interested in sports at all. What? And England had cricket. And England had cricket. Okay. I mean... This <laughs> is such a Yankee uh, assessment. The Egyptians are backwards. <laughs> I know, totally. Yeah. Well, they're clearly backwards. They didn't enjoy it. They don't agree with what we do. They're wrong. <laughs> you understand? Uh, obviously, the Italians and French don't like sports. Well, the Italians and French, they're not capable of having a sporting mind, and the Egyptians are backwards. And are uh, the Italians and French known for any sport that you can think of? Not, no. Nothing comes to they mind. Never won anything. Nope. Not world... Cups. Uh, they uh, have bocce ball. On May 19th, players union reps from each team met at the Fifth Avenue Hotel in New York and discussed a general strike, but the owners thought they'd be painted as... They, they, they thought the owners would paint them as un-American radical leftist types. Right. So they decided instead to have every player quit the league oh, what? and start their own league. Oh, nice. Teams only sign players for one year, so at the end of the year... Everyone could quit. You could just retire. The monkey was like, boys, 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 (laughs) let's take this through. Yeah. So they just needed financial backing, which they got from Cleveland trolley baron Al Johnson, and they keep this all a secret. But sometimes there's terms that don't feel right. Trolley Trolley baron's up there. Trolley baron. Trolley baron's up there. So Ward goes to meet with Albert, and they speak for two hours in Chicago. Uh Uh-huh. He's just trying to get the owners to meet the union. Okay. That's all he wants. Yeah. Afterwards, Albert tells the press the players' grievances were not, quote, of a sufficiently urgent nature to warrant such an action. Sure. Yeah. They can have a meeting. Eh. A meeting? It doesn't seem important. The Chicago Tribune, uh, a couple months later, broke the new player league story on September 8th. An eight-league team with a board made equally of players and owner reps Income would be split between the owners and the players. Wow. Most players jumped into the new league. Yeah. At that point, Albert offered to meet with the players. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. Let's break bread, boys. <laughs> Quote, it will, I will be pleased to have you name a date when it will be convenient for your committee to meet the league committee. They better not. Uh, Ward said absolutely not. Nice. Good. Yeah. What, a, what an idiot. Of course, most, pay, uh, most papers back to the owners, yeah. including the New York Times. Sure. 
The Sporting Times. By the way, and let's just say, the New York Times, maybe they got that wrong. But when it comes to podcast recommendations. <laughs> they really know what. They know what they're doing. Yeah. They, they know get what's it. number one. They I'm get it. They right know now. what number the number one one is. <laughs> um, the Sporting Times was pro player, so Albert bought it and replaced the editors. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> wow, that doesn't sound like now. Uh, After the World Series, Ward published a letter stating the National League had no integrity and was only about money. Quote, players have been bought, sold, and exchanged as though they were sheep instead of American citizens. Mm, the Chicago sheep. Uh, the National League. Basketball. The National League response was, no, we're great, and the players owe their dignity of the profession to us. That's so, like, um, it's just so... Such Rich a guy stuff? nebulous. Yeah, yeah, it's just like, well, you owe the dignity of the game to us. Like, what the are you talking about? There would be no profession with us. You'd just be out there. You just had a, a guy. Around. You just put him on a sand field. Another guy got his knee stuffed with gravel. Yeah. There's a drunk man named Cannonball with a monkey. Yeah. What is this dignity you're <laughs> claiming to uphold? <laughs> the National League uh, went to court to try, try, try to stop the Players League and failed. So then they scheduled their games at the exact same time. With, with no players? Well, they got players. They they just, ha- right. They just, right. Okay. So they're, right. Um, there's a third league, the American Association. They're just watching this fight. Uh-huh. All three of the leagues lose money that season. Okay. The Players League uh, out 125000 Wow. Fans were just tired of the fighting. Right. And they kind of stayed away. Okay. And the leagues are all not as good as they could be if they were like, right because you're kind of sparsing. Yeah, yeah, right. It's all spread out. Yeah. And then the most important thing of all, of course, is the players, which is what the players league had. That's the labor. That's yeah. the thing that drives the engine. But their financiers are not convinced after the first season. In October 1890, Al Johnson and two others secretly went to Albert, told truce talks, which Albert used to drive a wedge between the financiers and the players of the Player League, mm. and then set up a meeting with the National League, the American Association, and the Players League backers. Ward is not invited. He tries to get in, and they keep him out. Okay. At that meeting, the Players League is killed. Wow. Of course, yeah, because they basically we don't talk about it. They right. absorb the good. That, yeah. Man, just stand your ground. Ward goes back to the National League. He plays for two years. Then he quits, works as a lawyer. Ned Williamson never recovered. Really? He played two poor seasons, and that was it. Uh, He had developed a liver problem from the infection. Oh, my Lord. No treatments worked, and he died three years later. Oh, my Lord. He never forgave Albert. His home run record lasted until Babe Ruth beat it. Wow. Clarence Duvall caught on with a famous African-American vaudeville act, Burt Williams and George Walker, they showed Americans a more rounded view of black life were very important. Booker T. Washington said Williams had done more for our race than I have. Wow. So he had a good... Yeah, right. He went to a good place. Yeah. The tour hurt Anson and Albert's relationship. Anson resented him for the loss of money because they had made money in Australia. And right. And then he extended the tour and they lost money. Right. Uh, he was then further upset when Albert stepped away from the team and didn't name him as a replacement. So he moved on and found his way into theater where he had success. 
It's always amazing how many people just are like, I'm going to do a play about it. <laughs> he did. He did a play. They always the, do plays about the it thing. It was a fictional play based on his and life. And you play yourself. And he was playing himself. They always did that. Yeah. Like, imagine if we stopped the dollop and you're like, I'm just going to do the Dave Anthony story. <laughs> or I'm just going to do the dollop show yeah. and where I play me. Yeah. And then you have some, like, clown guy be like, bleep, 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 and you're like, this guy's an idiot. I'm glad we just admit you're a clown guy. But um, Anson still died broke in 1922. Wow. His grave reads, here lies a man that batted 300. Wow. He batted way over 300. What? His grave lied? Yeah. Oh, I guess it says, though, here it's lies. It's humble. It's humble. Here lies. So yeah. you're, so okay. You're calling it out. Mm-hmm. After killing the Players League, Albert then killed off the American Association. In right. 1891, it was absorbed into the National League. Now... Everyone wants to believe or want to believe that America uh, invented baseball. Hmm. And I think part of that came from what happened on the tour. What with the French? Like the English being like, are like, it came from cricket. And the French, French are like, are like oh, this is uh, what uh, children played. So he forms a committee to find the origins of baseball. Uh, filled with Americans. And the committee gets written a letter by Abner Graves who said he was there in 1939 when Abner Doubleday sketched baseball's first diamond in front of a Cooperstown, New York tailor shop. Okay. Now, Graves was an ex-Union Civil War general. It didn't matter that his story was nonsense. You said 1939. You're, 1939? 18. Uh, this is what years? Yeah. What year, what year are we saying oh, we invented baseball? Okay, okay, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That's okay. Um, he's a... Graves is an ex-Union Civil War general. It doesn't matter that his story is nonsense or that he was a very well-known liar who said he had run on the Pony Express or had serious mental health issues, being hospitalized three times and having killed his wife. Okay. Uh, This guy had the story. Yeah, of course. Yeah, well, let's listen to him. Albert also ignored Oliver Wendell Holmes, who said he had played baseball at Harvard in the 1820s. Okay. Nope. Spalding, with his power... And his, you know, mouthpiece, he pushed the Abner Doubleday story. And soon everyone believed baseball was created in 1939 in Cooperstown. 1839. Sorry. 1839 in Cooperstown. So much so that the Baseball Hall of Fame is Is, now there. Right, right. Baseball actually evolved from an English kids game called Baseball. I I mean, but I mean, you can't like draw a parallel. (laughs) I mean, that's one of those things where it's like, if there were like like some super common things, then I would say, okay, maybe you can do that. But that to me is just sort of like every country's going to claim it. You know, <laughs> it's just so like strange like that. It is first mentioned in a book about children's pastimes called A Little Pretty Pocketbook, published in 1744. Mm-hmm. It is described in a city ordinance in 1791 in Pittsburgh, Massachusetts, Massachusetts that prohibited baseball from being played within striking distance of windows in the town hall. Okay. But still, he got his way because he wanted <laughs> baseball Dave, to be an American invented sport. I know, and, sport. and can't listen. And, and this is not just to the people listening in America, but internationally. We, we don't concern ourselves with realities and, and facts. What, what, we, what we want is what it is. And stop trying to take that away from us. <laughs> We are children who want to believe, so let us. Thank you. Albert Spalding's wolf died in... Uh, wolf. wolf. Albert Spalding's oh! wife died in 1899. 
He then married his mistress, who he'd been with for years, and uh, they had a son, who he then adopted. Oh. Um, so the Camilla Parker Bowles situation. Uh, they moved to San Diego. He died very wealthy. Uh, he died of a stroke in 1915, and the New York Times called him the father of baseball. Yep, which is true, because, again, we <laughs> have chosen that that is how it is. So thank you, everybody. Uh, uh, the... The source of this is uh, Mark Lamster's Spalding's World Tour. What a crazy, crazy, crazy story. It's just... <laughs> what in the name... Why is baseball always crazy? I don't know. Do you look into other sports? Is it just you have no I interest? I don't, because I don't... Like I Did don't, football play in Cairo? I've, I've looked a little bit into football. There's a couple of football stories I want to do, but... They're not as insane. Basketball was never played in. Uh, Basketball is hor- has a lot, a lot of terribly racist sort of stuff in its history. Unlike this story. Um, but not like crazy player stuff. I mean, what is it? It's just like moths to a flame. It's really because of the. God, baseball is, I think, more of a lifestyle than those sports. Sure. Baseball is you're out playing, you know, you go out for two weeks and you play, you play other teams. You play 160 games a year. Yeah, there's a lot of games, right. I just think it's a different lifestyle. I think one of the saddest things is how refined and professional baseball players are now. When they talk, they don't have interesting opinions. Right. They don't show any interesting... um, weird personality quirks. There's some guys that have mental health issues, but there's no, like, that guy's just a wacky, fun weirdo. It's all very sanitized and there, I'll tell boring. you, there's not... I don't... Uh, does any player travel with a monkey in today's game? Yeah, no. Wow. That's just sad. That's a crime. That's sad. Get back to your roots. And then the professor, he kept doing the balloon stuff? The professor, and, and as a matter of fact, he hired uh, other people to do it to try to branch out, and one guy fell. He franchised. And oh. died. Oh, gosh. <laughs> he was like, I remember he was yelling at the guy. The guy was like wobbling around, and he was like, don't jump. Don't jump. No, and, and the, the guy's guy like, jump, jump. <laughs> yeah, so um, I don't know what happened to Professor You know what they call that? He skydived. I don't know what they called Professor. I don't know what happened to Professor Bar- Bartholomew, but um, yeah, that he, there were a couple uh, tragic sort of. A lot of people say he was a frill seeker. So I don't know if you heard that anywhere. That's right, baby. New York Times. <laughs> I love how the New York Times just pops up and always does the wrong thing. <laughs> they, they do the right thing. They're always like, "Yeah, no, we'll take the owner's side." Oh, yeah, Spalding's the father of baseball. The New York Times is just throughout history just a fucking garbage Yeah, but when it comes to recommending podcasts... Now, here's the thing, though. They get it. With podcasts... They get it. Yeah. Podcasts and um, food. Yep. That's why I... I, uh, Never been wrong. And war. Never been wrong. Um, All right, so uh, that's the end of the dollop. We like to do it like this. If you want to watch this or if you want to see our extras that we do... Um, we do a bunch of stuff on our uh, Patreon. Uh, you can just search the dollop on Patreon. Um, dare I say we're pretty cheap for our extra content, and you get uh, a bunch of good stuff. Ad-free experience for a dollar, um, and we do a bunch of cool shit. And we're and you cops. Can, and we're cops, and we're now legally police officers. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. Well, good to meet you. Nice to meet you. You're, you're a good guy. Yeah, you too. You're awesome. All right. All right, man. <laughs>